0: This podcast is sponsored by Prime Super, a leading industry super fund specialising in the health and aged care sector. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you.
1: I'm with Dr. Karsha Bale from the University of Canberra. She's an assistant professor of nursing. Thanks for joining us. So you've developed a video graphic aimed at, from the press release, demystifying chit-chat between nurses and patients. Can you expand on this a little bit?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, we wanted to come up with something that could communicate, uh, I guess, to nurses and maybe project managers. There might be IT guys working on a particular digital interface solution that they're coming up with in a hospital or maybe a different kind of setting. And give them a platform to have a conversation about what the nursing workflow actually looks like. A lot of nursing work happens behind closed doors, perhaps in the shower. It's often invisible and there's privacy issues about actually kind of following a nurse around and seeing what they do. Mm -hmm. So this was one way of kind of making the invisible more visible.
1: Mm -hmm. And is this something um, you've seen from your work on the wards or is this something your students worry about or nurses (laughs) talk about? What kind of brought on this this area.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, we've been doing work in, in digital health. So uh, I was evaluating a, a digital nursing bedside chart um, on, on one of the hospitals and, and it became apparent and obviously it's quite prevalent in the literature that those conversations about how to design something that works for nurses can be quite fraught and sometimes hospitals and, and systems are buying things off the shelf and they might be buying them from America and then they're trying to customise bits around the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might ask the nurses what it is that they want, but nurses sometimes don't realise what they want because they're just getting busy getting on with doing it. Um, and so something like this can help to kind of maintain those conversations. And, and I've seen it both as, as a nurse, I've had to do you know, my online training platforms about how to use my electronic medical management, but all of the workarounds that we do to make that still work, how do you dish out the medication from the drawer and then when do you sign it off before you give it to the patient at the bedside and then what if they're not at the bedside and they've gone to the bathroom? How do you work around that? What's what's still right and legal and best practice according to evidence but actually still works in a logical human interaction fashion? Mm-hmm. And these aren't easy answers Like, and there's no one answer fits any of these. It's often about talking through the processes and in any of these designs, co-designing it. And so... I really felt that something like, like this little video graphic is a way of kind of disseminating some of the research that we know about what happens for, for digital um, design in, in health. But helping people to have more of a conversation so the project teams can come to an understanding and an agreement and maintain the communication and their end goals for what the, the visualisation of what could be their, their product, their IT product that might help meet patient needs. hmm And it
1: actually seems thinking about it now quite simple and maybe even quite lo-fi and in in, in an age where we're we're talking about artificial intelligence and a lot of other things in, um, in health, uh, using kind of a a video that people can watch. It seems quite a simple idea and quite, um, I don't know, antiquated now, but I watched it earlier. Um, you know, you sit there and you watch it and you take it in because of someone drawing there and it's very interesting. How did you come up with that idea specifically?
0: Um, yeah, so I'd, uh, a friend of mine had, had gone to a, a large workshop where Guy Downs and his team uh, were running the event. And, and what they do is often have these large events with big executives and corporate um, you know, brain power, trying to, trying to brainstorm something and come up with shared ideas, and and they'll draw on the whiteboard while they do it because it means then you've got a, a visual graphic of those conversations. And and as we know, as, as humans, we don't um, we need to talk and we need to see and we need to reflect and we need to visualize. And and so this offers another way of doing that. And and so I was impressed when I had the conversation with Guy Downs, and he was really interested in trying to understand what it was I was trying to communicate. Um, and which was really, it came about because my colleague Joe Gibson and I were, were talking about those little mini moments of care and, and individually they are quite simple, but you put them together within the complexity particularly of a hospital environment and the complexity of a an older person who, whose life you're kind of invading and they're actually very complex to deliver and they're complex to see and as nurses we know what they are and we understand them because they're our everyday bread and butter but that doesn't mean it's clear to other people who, who don't know what nurses do. And that's when it's become really apparent when you're then talking to the IT guys that they make assumptions about the way that we categorize activities or the way that tasks work. Um, and so this was just one way of... of uh, because when you work with Guy Downs and his team, you can get that complexity and, and put multiple things into the same picture and then draw out the individual bits to try and talk about it in a straight line, even though they don't happen in a straight line.
1: Mm-hmm. And so you say the video graphics can support development of IT solutions and all of those little minutes that um, are sometimes hard to think about. I've watched uh, one video line, do you uh, plan to make a series of videos or roll this out a bit further?
0: Um, What we're going to do for now, we want to run a Delphi study and and ask other nurses and and nurse informaticians whether they find this helpful, whether Mm. they think it would help to implement um, digital health platforms better in, in their workplaces. Um, And I guess if if they did say that it was helpful, then yeah, that's something that we could definitely look at. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, I did really pitch this to be about those moments of care and how do you then translate those into digital paperwork. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've, I've had, you know, the Health Consumers Association have said, oh, this is really helpful for our consumers to understand what it is that nurses do. And then educators have said, oh, this is really helpful for nursing students to understand the nursing process. Because we'll often talk about that nursing process in case studies and in doing assessments for, for undergraduate students. But um, putting it into the complexity of the work environment, you know, it just helps you to see that, that richness of, of how a nurse actually makes it work.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and just lastly, I'm, I'm curious, it, this seemed, this was part funded by HESTA and you also turned to crowdfunding, um, which yeah. I'm not sure how many academics do that. But yeah, how did that come about?
0: Um, I did, um, our university runs um, uh, the three-minute thesis competition, which you do for your PhD. I don't know if you've heard about that. I haven't. Um oh, it's great. So this is where you try and learn how to... You know, instead of telling people ninety thousand words that were part of your PhD thesis, mm-hmm. you have to tell them in three minutes what your thesis was about. Yeah. And so we had a follow-on to that, which was called Pitch for Funds. And so then instead of three minutes, you had half that. You had ninety seconds to convince people, uh, so a whole crowd of people, that mm-hmm. they should give you some money for your idea. Like an elevator um,
1: pitch, sort of thing.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly like an elevator pitch. And I think that's you know that's what the training is for. Is that we you know we need to get better at talking to media yeah. um, and other people about well why is it so important and we need. To not take 2,000 words and, and a publication and journal article, it'll take 18 months to come out. Mm. So, yeah, so I, I crowdfunded and, and it was really, I, I got a, quite a decent patch of money to, to really try and improve the care of older people in hospitals. And I think it just really demonstrates how concerned people are, the public is um, about what's what's happening for, for older people generally mm-hmm. uh, and that these might be some of the more kind of neglected people. We often talk about keeping older people out of hospital, but actually you know, they're the ones that probably have the most complex needs and, and <laughs> they've been paying their taxes long enough that they, they warrant that good care. So I'm hoping that something like this can help make that better as well.
1: So what did you say? What was your pitch?
0: One of my big spills is, and and so what my PhD was and what what my spill for the pitch for funds was, is that Mm -hmm. the three most expensive populations in health are hospitals. They take up 70% of the health budget. Older people take up um, over 50% of bed days in hospital. And nurses take up the largest proportion of the hospital budget at about 30%. And yet we have very little good data about how those three populations intersect. A lot of the hospital data is based on medical coding and we don't have good staffing data and about nurses generally. And, and that's what we're seeing really in the Royal Commission into Aged Care at the moment mm-hmm. is that we need better information about the primary input, the primary intervention that any of these patients or residents are getting is care. And so at the moment, nursing and and caring is costed as an overhead, which means that we're not able to get the granulation of information to better understand it. And uh, that's what we need in the next 10 years if, if we really actually want to have better quality and better efficiency of care. The one thing that nurses do provide and that you can see in that little two minutes of the clip as well is that they can do simultaneous assessment and intervention. And so mm-hmm. sometimes what we're seeing when you have more AINs or other kinds of staffing brought in there, you're actually increasing your handovers and increasing your delegation and increasing your need for communication. And so the nursing care, that's one of the kind of hallmarks that I really call it is that mm-hmm. simultaneous assessment and intervention.
1: Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're, I mean, is that, that's partly again where this videographic is coming into improving all of these, these little areas that, like you're, you're just saying? <laughs>
0: Well, it's, I guess it's illustrating it, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, that, is, that was the simplest little two-minute kind of scenario that I could come up with. Mm-hmm. Nurses do more complex work than that. But even in something so simple, you know, it took me 10 minutes to work with Guy and 10 minutes of video to try and explain what it was the nurse had done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that says a lot about how complex nursing work is. And each individual thing about putting cream on their bum might be simple, but you put that all together and put it in the right order. And that's why you need really skilled clinicians to be doing it.
1: Dr. Bale, thank you very much for joining us.
0: My pleasure.